0: We have been uh, emerging, there's no doubt about that. We uh, have been in uh, the, the mix of that here for a number of weeks, if not months. It has been a process all through, and we've made effort here uh, over the past few weeks to, to recognize that and to encourage us. As we uh, move forward, we have uh, had varied uh, illustrations and images of plants uh, being birthed, if you will, and coming to flower here in the spring. Here we, I'd said three weeks ago, I would not wear another sweater until way deep in the fall. Not the case. <laughs> My goodness, we, we had a kind of a repeat of our early spring weather, but we know all along, regardless of what the weather is, we are emerging, and for that we are very, very thankful. Uh, you, uh, you probably uh, recognize uh, this painting. It'll come up on the board, I think, here in just a bit. It's uh, Holman Hunt's uh, famous Christ uh, standing at the door knocking. Uh, you've, uh, you've seen that around. It's displayed in churches all over the world. It's based on that uh, great passage from Revelation 3.20, Behold, I, I stand at the door and knock. Uh, if any would, uh, would uh, hear my voice and answer the door, I will come in and have fellowship with that person and that, uh, that person with me. Uh, the story is uh, told in and around that, uh, uh, that painting of a father and son uh, looking uh, at that, uh, that great portrait when the father asked his son, I wonder uh, why they're not answering and after thinking about it, the, the boy then replied, I bet they are down in the basement and can't hear him knocking. How perceptive. I uh, wonder about our own lives. I wonder uh, about that question that looms for each and every one of us. What keeps uh, us from heeding Christ's knock upon the door of, uh, of, of our lives? Of our hearts, it very well may be that the the circumstances that uh, you face keep you from welcoming Jesus as as you should. It may be that the challenges of life are more in uh, keep you more in the basement than they should. You find yourself more uh, uh, more down than than up, and because of that, you have a hard time heeding. Uh, the, the, the outreach of Christ into to your life, welcoming Him in, into what's going on in your life. Regardless, Jesus wants to be involved. He offers hope for, um, for this life and for the next. So let's read about that, and we read today from uh, that great uh, uh, climax to what Paul writes and in chapters 1 through 8 of the book of Romans today we we read uh, Romans 8 verses 18 through 28 so let's hear this from God's word i consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us for the creation uh, wait uh, for the creation waits in eager expectation groaning as in the the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen as no hope at all, who hopes for what they already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. This is God's Word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to this Word, may God bless us all. Well, nobody said it was, would be easy. Nobody promises that it would be an easy road for any of us. We, we know from experience that, that life can be hard. We know that circumstances can get to us. They can weigh us out, down to, to no end that is if we if we let them we are now just emerging from one of the most difficult seasons in uh, in recent history the the covid-19 pandemic has has been something else we are emerging though and for that we find ourselves eternally thankful we've learned a lot about ourselves And hopefully we have learned a lot about God and His involvement in our lives. We we hopefully are learning that God longs to be with us all the way through, regardless of the circumstance that we may face. We have learned that we cannot always be in control of our circumstances. We try, but in the end, we realize that we simply cannot have that control. We have learned, though, or at least I hope that we have learned, that we can control how we deal with those circumstances, how we choose to feel, uh, who we choose to seek out for for help and assistance, how we uh, even turn to the Lord for, for His help and strength. Now, everybody deals with things differently, particularly when, uh, when the going gets tough. Everybody deals with that differently. You may be familiar with um, an interesting uh, image that uh, we, uh, we, we hear from Edgar Jackson. It's called The Message of the Maples. Jackson uh, is a well-known pastor and author. Some years ago, he, uh, he suffered a stroke. His prognosis initially was uh, very, very bleak. The stroke left him paralyzed on his right side, and it left him without a speech. After a while, Jackson was able to regain his speech. Even so, he, he still struggled to walk. Eventually he and his wife, uh, Estelle, moved to a, to a farm just outside uh, Corinth, Vermont. It was uh, there that a fellow by the name of Edward Ziegler came to, uh, to, to ask him a few things, to, to talk with him, to, to get a little bit of solace. Ziegler had, uh, had had his own set of challenges and sought Jackson's counsel. Evidently, uh, Zegler had uh, read a a few of uh, Jackson's books and had found them helpful, so he sought him out. As the two talked, uh, eventually they made their way outside, and Jackson uh, called attention to a row of maple trees that made their way around the the perimeter of of the field they were looking at. The trees had been planted years before, and they were used essentially as fence posts for a barbed wire fence. Jackson pointed out that some of the trees grew around the wire and became straight and tall, and then others of those trees really didn't adjust very well. They didn't adjust to the barbed wire that, that was uh, affixed to, the, to their outside bark. And they became uh, twisted and deformed. Each tree handled the barbed wire in different ways. Some people, Jackson explained, are like the trees that grew uh, around that, that, that wire. And they went on to do what they had to do. And other trees were, were like those uh, stunted uh, and, and deformed trees. Uh, people become that way when they, they don't really adjust to things uh, rightly. Their, their difficulties uh, have ruined their lives, essentially, at least to some degree. And they're, they're left uh, smaller and meaner and unhappier than when they began. Jackson went on. If we are wise in handling our difficulties, we will be able to adjust to them and and move on. Our lives will grow tall and strong and straight, and we will live triumphantly. Now hear what Jackson has to say. Life is a lot in how we choose to deal with the things That are presented to our lives. I have found that uh, entrusting all circumstances, big and small, the good and the not so good to to God always leaves me at the the place I need to be. It gives me the, the best chance to live life to the full, despite of my circumstances. God stands to help help us through whatever comes our way. He stands to help us through whatever comes our way. We talked last week about God pouring out His love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. We talked about that same Spirit walking alongside us, uh, strengthening us in the mix of, of everything that we face. The Holy Spirit is as comforter, counselor, helper, and through all things, that Spirit comes to to help and to 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 help us to to make our way through whatever it is we we face. Paul knew full well about that sort of thing, about the Holy Spirit being poured out into his life, about the Holy Spirit uh, sharing God's love. Uh, in, in powerful ways. You see, Paul had, had experienced God's support in, in, in many ways in spite of the things that he, he faced. Paul suffered in all sorts of ways, yet he remained above his suffering. You pick that up in, the, in his writings, that, that even though he suffered mightily, he, he remained above his sufferings. And I'm of the mind that he did so on account of uh, God's Spirit, fast at work in his life, offering help and, and strength. Paul uh, writes in Second Corinthians 11, uh, verses 16 and 33 about his hardships. Uh, to characterize that, he he talks about beatings, about imprisonments, about being in shipwrecks, about constant persecution, and yet... Uh, the Apostle Paul remained above all of that. Through it all, he emerged above it all. Through it all, he emerged above it all. Paul was rightly convinced that God was Lord of over, his, over this life and the next and took great solace in that. Paul's confidence that... Uh, God was with him in, uh, in this world and in the world to come, buoyed him regardless of, of what was going on in his life. That's why Paul could, could write in, in Romans eight eighteen, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. Nothing compares to that great hope and promise of of heaven to come. You see, Paul always had an eye toward heaven. He took the the broad view. He took an eternal view. Paul was not just uh, locked in on what was happening in the here and now, but he uh, had his gaze on eternity as well. In in, in taking that longer view, the immediate didn't seem quite as as weighty as it might otherwise. It's hard to to find meaning if uh, if our three score and ten is is all there is to life. The psalmist writes in in Psalm ninety ten, the length of our days is seventy years and or eighty if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow. We uh, read in the the wisdom book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, verses uh, 22 and 23, What do people get for all their toil and, and anxious thoughts with which they labor under the sun? All their days their work is pain and grief, Even at night, their minds are not at rest. This, too, is is meaningless. And we're left to wonder if if our three score and ten is all there is. Our view, though, our view as Christians is this. There is hope for this life and the next. While the present may not be perfect, and in fact, there are times when it is far from perfect. Better days lie ahead. Again, our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Paul knew from experience that none of us get, gets through life without being challenged, and sometimes quite severely Sometimes the the challenges can be quite severe, knowing that God is with us now and throughout all eternity gives us every reason to be hopeful. Paul writes in Philippians uh, 1, uh, verse 21, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. In that confidence, Paul was able to uh, persevere with, with all courage and hope and Christ would be exalted, whether it was in this life or the next. My Wednesday night small group is studying a wonderful book on the, the Sermon on the Mount. It's called, uh, What If Jesus Was Serious? It's by Sky Jathani. Jathani offers uh, a really neat image a uh, story uh, told from uh, pre-Civil War days. It's an inspiring story of, uh, of a Maryland slave who well before the Civil War exhibited the same sort of faith as did the Apostle Paul. Uh, for me to live as Christ to die as gain. The slave's name was, uh, was Jacob, and he uh, served uh, under a hard taskmaster whose name was, was Saunders. At regular intervals during the day, Jacob would uh, stop his labor. Uh, he would rest quietly. He would, uh, would, would kneel, commune with God, offer his prayers to God. And all of that upset his, uh, his taskmaster uh, terribly. While, while kneeling in the, the field one day, Saunders approached uh, Jacob. And he even pointed a, a gun at his head. And he ordered Jacob to stop praying and, uh, and get back to work. Jacob finished his prayers. And then he invited uh, Saunders to go ahead and pull the trigger. Your loss will be my gain, he said. I have two masters. Master Jesus in heaven and Master Saunders on earth. I have a soul and a body. The body belongs to you. The soul belongs to Jesus. Saunders was so shaken by uh, Jacob's faith that he never touched him again. Now that's uh, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain disposition. It's a, it's a, a disposition that is inspiring in every way, and really ought to be the very place that we find ourselves living our lives. Taking the high view of heaven always lifts us above our circumstances and allows us to be strengthened in them. We have every reason to be hopeful in this life and in the next. God will not abandon us now, and He certainly will not abandon us later on. Paul expresses it well for us. He, as we, we move along in this, uh, this eighth chapter of uh, the book of Romans, he, he begins to really express for us what uh, what happens, particularly when we, we find ourselves up against it. There, there are times when we really struggle, even in our communication with God. In, in the same way, that the Spirit then begins to to help us in our struggle, help us in our our weakness. Sometimes things can get so bad that we don't even know what to pray, much less how to pray. It's then that the Spirit steps in to, to help us. Paul writes in Romans 8, 26, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groans, that words cannot express. I get that way every now and then, and I figure that you do as well. Things seem so overwhelming that I don't know so much how to pray, much less what to pray. You just sort of sit before the Lord in this this sort of spiritual groaning. But if I stay at my prayers, I do find that the Spirit works and and moves and does draw me in the the midst of my own groaning, moves me closer to God, and I am able to know know Him and, and His direction and leadership for my life. I am thankful even in those times when it is tough to pray, sometimes seemingly impossible to pray, that the Spirit steps in and helps me to be able to express myself and to know God deeply. I understand that when it comes to 911 calls, that there are times when people are so distraught that they can't uh, really put into words what's really going on from them. Sometimes they'll just dial 911 and then drop the receiver. And sometimes they'll they'll try to express themselves, and and they, they really don't get very far in that the call itself is a cry for help. The thing with a 911 call is that the dispatcher always knows where the call came from. And help is immediately dispatched. And so it is with you and me. Help is immediately dispatched in our darkest hour when our call to God is more so like groans that express far more than words could ever express. Be well assured that help is on the way. The story is told of a young man who had on his desk one of those uh, nameplates and it simply read, But God. He was uh, asked about that you know, what's the meaning of, uh, of, of, that, uh, of that desk plate, but God? And the young man went on to, to say that in his hour of, of deepest need, he will say, but God. In times of trouble, he would say, but God will help. In times of despair, he, he will say, but God will, will give me hope. In times of loneliness, he he would say, but God is with me. In times of feeling unwanted, he would say, but God loves me. And so in our emerging, whether it be from the COVID-19 pandemic, whether it be from any other circumstance or challenge in which we find ourselves, may it be that we are saying, but God will see us through. He will see us through in this life and on to the next. For as Paul writes, as he brings all of this to a grand conclusion and a wonderful climax, we know from Romans eight twenty eight. for we know that in all things, God works. God works things for the good, for those who love Him and have been called according to His purpose, the active work of our God to bring about His good purposes for our lives. We know that to be the case here in this realm, here on earth. We know it also to be the case as we, uh, we find ourselves looking toward heaven, and knowing that there will be that day when we will join our Lord, and in him we will be in perfect communion. May God bless us all as we live out this life and as we hope and anticipate the next. Let's pray together. God, thank you for being with us. Thank you for working in our lives. Thank you for blessing us in the many ways that you do. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to emerge. Thank you for giving us hope. Thank you for giving us rest. Thank you for giving us help. Thank you, Lord, that uh, in, uh, in all things, you are working for good, bringing about your good purposes in our lives Lord, we pray that your spirit would be at work in our lives and in those times and places where it is hard for us to be able to express ourselves before you, we pray, Lord, that your spirit would take over and that we would know that we stand before you and that we live in the supreme confidence that you are at work, blessing and keeping us holding us fast in your warm embrace. Lord, we do uh, look back upon these uh, past 15 or so months, and as we look back, we know that your hand has been upon us. You have uh, encouraged us all along the way, and we thank you. We do pray your, uh, your deep and abiding blessings to continue leading us uh, to that grand and glorious day when we would once and for all meet you for all eternity. But until then, Lord, may we live in the supreme hope and confidence that you are with us in the love of Christ and in the power and presence of your Holy Spirit. For we do ask this prayer in the name of Christ. Amen.